Well, welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show, New Zealand's aviation podcast series. If you have not already done so, please check out our extensive archive of past shows, either on the Wings Over Cambridge website or on iTunes. Please rate the show on iTunes and leave a review there. And please like our Facebook page. You can find us at www.facebook.com slash show. That's W-O-N-Z-S-H-O-W. You can rate and review the shows there on Facebook, or you can go to the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, where there's a whole little section just for the show. The Wings Over New Zealand show is brought to you in association with the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, New Zealand's number one aviation discussion forum online. There you'll find discussion on all aspects of New Zealand aviation, from history to current affairs and thousands of photos covering the Royal New Zealand Air Force, airlines, general aviation, warbird restorations, air show news, sport aviation, home building, gliding, aviation media and much, much more. You'll be in good company with other aviation enthusiasts, including pilots, engineers, warbird owners and restorers, historians and authors, modelers, aviation photographers and many others. Sign up to the Wings Over New Zealand community now. It's free and easy. Just Google Wings Over New Zealand and you'll find the forum. Charlie from WarbirdRadio.com. Listen, I am thrilled to have Dave Homewood as part of our broadcast family and bring your stories, the stories of the RNZAF, heard right here on Wings Over New Zealand to our global audience. Thanks for listening and hope to hear from you sometime at WarbirdRadio.com. G'day, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. And we're from Plane Crazy Down Under, Australia's aviation show. And you can find us at planecrazydownunder.com. We reckon for the best coverage of the Kiwi Warbird restoration and aviation scene, you can't go past Dave Homewood and the Wings Over New Zealand show. On you, Dave. Yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah, we've got to get to New Zealand soon. Where is that anyway? Well, it's where I grew up. I thought that was Brisbane. This is Extended, the ETOPS Aviation Podcast. Aviation-extended.co.uk And remember, there's no E at the beginning of Extended. Extended! I remember some men started prying and others started crying um, partway through it. One guy got to his feet and started to run. I was scared and let that be no secret. Next thing they set the spandar up there and they opened up. And there's bloody trees, bits of trees flying. And... New Zealand tanks were over the other river and one of our men said to them, he said, don't start your tanks up. For five minutes, we'll be out of it. Well, some silly bugger started his tank and the Germans put out a shell and right in the middle of the bridge. It was a bitterly cold morning and I was crouched down in this damn hole and it took me two days before I could stand up straight again. Here are the stories of New Zealanders in the Italian campaign in World War II, the Courage and Valor podcast. www.newzealandersatwar.com The Wings Over New Zealand show would like to acknowledge the great support it's had from Fly DC3. You can fly back in time with Fly DC-3 from Ardmore Airport, charter the DC-3 Dakota and fly into the past. It's an experience you'll never forget. Fly DC-3. Go to www.flydc3.co.nz. 
Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show. I'm your host, Dave Homewood. Uh, and I'm talking with Andrew Gormley of the Classic Flyers Museum over in Tauranga. Hi, Andrew. G'day, Dave. How are you going? Great, great. How are you? Yeah, we're doing fine. It's a bit of a rainy day at the moment, but um, things are going very well with the uh, first of our 2016 Classics of the Sky um, shows event. Yeah, yeah. Now tell us about the air show. It's coming up on the 23rd of January, isn't it? Yes, it is. The um, first one of our two uh, for this year. Uh, um, it's on Saturday the 23rd of uh, January and yep. gates open at 2.30 and it's a um, slightly smaller configuration to our two yearly events. We're, we've broken them up into smaller events. Right. Yeah, I, no I noticed there was a bit of a format change to the air show this year. Yeah, so uh, in answering some of our earlier sort of questions from everybody is what are you going to show and what are you going to do and we're breaking it down so that we can sort of theme each one slightly differently and um, turn it into a, rather than a, a full open slather of all types, uh, focus on a few types as well as the usual um, other aircraft we'd want to show or something spe you know, anything special that comes okay. along that we can capitalise upon. So um, in this case, it's uh, Spitfire at Sunset is the, is the theme that we've got for this particular January show. And, uh, well, we've got several... Um, uh, icon aircraft here. Of course, the, the two-seat Spitfire It's going to do a couple of rides as well as it's doing a couple of um, displays yep. at the, at the, in the evening. And um, we've also got uh, Brendan Deere's uh, TBF Avenger. Yep. And that's uh, we haven't seen that up here prior other than sort of flying. We haven't seen it stopping for an event. And, um, right. And various other aircraft, you know, usual list of interesting aircraft, quite a few of them from our field as well. Um, we've got some local guys that have been warming up their own displays, like we've got the only Yak-55M flown by Steve Geard. He's a, an international um, attendee. Yep. Um, we've got our Stearman Trio. Uh, Doug Brook is going to display the MXS. Um, right. And uh, that's, you know, that's new to him. So... Uh, He's uh, moved up from the uh, earlier MX he's had, um, MX2, to the MXS. So that'd be a bit yes, fun. Yes. Um, Ruben Abrams is going to bring his uh, UAV over and demonstrate that. And we're hoping to also have some good commentary about uh, UAV ops and that sort of thing. Okay. Cool. And the usual, uh, we might even see John Luff and his Venom. He's got that aircraft operating and he was hoping to see us in January. And, oh, right. Um, let me see. Oh, Russell Harris and his pit special. Marty Cantlin's got his, his Waco taper wing. He's going to um, do a uh, uh, handling display in that aircraft. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, that's right. It's absolutely beautiful. So uh, we're looking forward to that. The uh, Tony with his Tony and uh, Elton with the, the gyro team. Um, yep. Let me see what else we've got. Oh, of course, we've got the, uh, the Roaring Forties guys and the Harvards. Well, you can't have an air show in New Zealand without the Harvards, can you? It's... That's right. Make, make all that noise, eh? Hear that bark? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what else? Uh, 
Oh, the usual, a pair of Tigers. We might see Domini now that it's back in the air. Right, great. Um, yeah, various other bits and pieces, of course. Yeah, some GA aircraft. And and uh, while we're doing it all, we're, we're as is typical to it, with our air shows here in the Tauron airspace, we keep the um, scheduled traffic coming and going. Uh, yep. The parachute jumpers will be doing their thing. And, uh, you know, see the usual Air New Zealand stuff and all that sort of thing. Right. It's, uh, it sounds like it's going to be a great little show. It's, um, uh, you know, that it's, it's a bit different from everything else that you see around the country, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's, uh, the intention is to create an afternoon-evening event, um, and we've anchored this particular one with the uh, Mount Truck Show. So we'll actually have 140 rigs on the field wow. for people to have a look at. And, and uh, you know, we envisage quite an interest level there, um, and those guys even demonstrate a night glow, uh, a little bit like the balloons, of course, but of course they're not airborne. But uh, the yep. um, they have uh, the rigs. Many of the rigs have some pretty uh, cool lighting on them, and so they, it, as dusk falls, they uh, light them up. That's pretty oh, fantastic. On wow. I mean, with with the aircraft, the uh, the trucks, and of course you've got a lot of military vehicles on the airfield there too. It's going to be petrol air heaven, isn't it? Oh yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> uh, not only that, um, our HQ area, we've, we've licensed it so that um, you can actually buy a beer or a glass of wine and sit. So the intention is to, is to create a nice um, evening out atmosphere where you can actually have a drink if you want. Um, but of course, at the same time, we're going to be good hosts and we want everybody to get home safely. So uh, yep. the focus will not be on the drinking, but we want to make it so that you can sit in the sun, afternoon sun, watch some uh, really cool entertainment, listen to the sound of things like Merlin's going past, and um, quietly go home saying, well, that was good value. You know? Yeah, it sounds fantastic. And you're right about the good value. I mean, the, the ticket price is uh, adults $20, and um, children, was it $10 for children? Yeah, it's uh, uh, adults 20 children between 5 and 15 10 bucks, and yeah. um, then, of course, uh, under fives free. So uh, there's there's not many events you can go to these days with that much to offer that you can get in for twenty bucks. So exactly, we wanted to capitalise on the fact that there'll be a whole bunch of uh, summertime visitors here in the in Tauranga Bay Plenty area, and yep. uh, of course there'll be quite a few petrol heads, as you say. Yep, yep. <laughs> on one of those, and um, and aviation enthusiasts who will sort of go, well, that's going to be a nice and affordable evening out for the for the family and uh, bring their deck chairs and perhaps bring a sandwich or come and, um, you know, they might uh, partake in the 26-odd food sites we've got here with some pretty cool right. things. So, um, yeah, have a nice evening out. Yeah. Great, great. And we should point out, too, that, it's, as you say, it's an evening out, and it doesn't. the gates don't actually open until 2.30 p.m. So, that's right. Um, you know, people shouldn't be rocking up at 10 o'clock like a normal air show. Yeah, that's right. It's not a typical full day event. It's uh, an evening event. So, but it does, uh, they'll start seeing activity all morning. There'll be the, the Spitfire will be blasting about and Harvards will be practicing and all sorts. It'll start carrying up some uh, pretty, you know, a bit of fun out there. And um, then uh, we open the gates at 2.30, as you say, and flying displays will start somewhere around the 4 o'clock region. There'll be plenty of activity between 2.30 and 4. We'll have a band on site so um, people can just listen to some quiet music. And, of course, our favourite DJ come commentator, Grayson Otway, he will be uh, telling everybody what what's happening and talking about various things. And, um, yeah, it'll be quite uh, steadily busy the whole time. 
Ben, I, I've been looking through your uh, your website and I noticed there's a few things we probably should point out to people. And one is that there's only car access. You, you, there's no pedestrian access. So um, and you need to come in through Seawind Lane. Yeah, driving through Seawind Lane. I mean, just between you and me, the um, uh, obviously if people are walking down there, they can. But we don't want droves of people walking down in the same area that people are trying to drive in. It's just easier right. to drive your car all the way in. So we're saying no. No pedestrian access, drive your car in. Yeah, exactly. And and, yeah. and the, it's free parking, isn't it? Yeah, parking is free. All you got to do is pay for your um, entry, you know, your personal entry as you go through one of the um, parking gates. That's all. That's yeah. for you. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah exactly. there's tons of room, so it should be good. Yeah. And I also noticed uh, another rule there, which is one I really um, agree with at air shows, um, no gazebos over three by three metres. Yeah. and. I think late in, late in the day, like, like this one's going to be, you're not really going to need it anyway, are you? Like everything, you have to say, you know, give everybody some parameters to work with. It's like you yep. said, um, no gazebos over that size. We don't mind gazebos, though, because it's a sunny afternoon. People want to protect themselves. You know, bring exactly. the trolley if you have to. But you've got to maintain a bit of care and look after yourself and make sure that you're not also um, annoying anybody else around you. So, yep. um, you know, courtesy is good. Uh, yep. And at the same time, same thing. Don't, you can't bring your own uh, alcohol. We've um, yep. we've licensed the paddock, but not for off-license stuff. So there's yep. uh, a reasonable supply, and, but limited, of uh, types um, of alcohol on the paddock. And uh, we will be patrolling that. The last thing we want is a um, an event which turns into a bit too much uh, drinking-related. We don't want that at all. It's about having a quiet drink while you're watching some entertainment. Exactly. Yeah, good host yep. stuff, you know. And another important point too, you can buy your tickets online or at the gate, but there's not going to be uh, access to FPOS, so you need to bring cash. Oh, it, there, there is limited FPOS, but yep. what we're trying to tell everybody, of course, is say, guys, cash is easy, $20, a good old green note. Um, it's very easy, so bring that, it gets you moving quicker. There is FPOS, but it's not something we're um, uh, pushing too hard because yep. at the same time, it's only going to slow people up coming in through the gate, and we don't want that. Uh, yeah, exactly. There is limited FPOS availability, yes. Yeah, okay. Cash. Right, and um, people who might want to fly in rather than drive, if they're coming down from Auckland or somewhere else, um, they, they need to pre-register just so that you know they're coming. Yeah, they? it's good to let us know so we know where to put them. Um, there's plenty of aircraft parking all down, further down the airfield, no drama at all. But, um, yeah, it's nice to know. The people that let us know that they're coming in and something, well, that makes life a lot easier, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, Andrew, we're having a bit of a, a wet January. So, uh, what what happens with the weather, weather options? Good question, though. Um, <laughs> well, we, we step straight across to Sunday. Yet another reason. There's many good reasons for us uh, condensing these shows into an afternoon evening event. We'll all be set, and we'll all be, you know, uh, hoping it's going to go on the Saturday like it should do. And the chances are like ninety six percent it will. Um, yep. Work happily on the Saturday, but if we have to step across because of a wet weather event, we will um, make that call uh, and um, move the thing across and do the same thing all Sunday. It'll be a Sunday event, just a very similar image of what Saturday would have looked like. Yeah, well, that makes sense. And and uh, if you do make the call to, to change it, then it will come out on your website and Facebook straight page. On, yeah, it'll be on all yeah. the media straight away. Yeah. And, um, because uh, we are envisaging there'll be a lot of gate entry, so we'll tell people at the time what's happening. Um, so yeah, there, there would be refunds if um, if you'd already bought and we'd cancelled, but the likelihood of 
of, of letting people in the gate at 2.30 is very um, low if we believe the weather is a problem. Because it right, does, right. it enables us to make that call closer to the time. So, um, but we don't envisage that at the moment. Of course, we're doing the usual and, and being positive. And, uh, and the, so unless there's some sort of uh, particular strong event, uh, chances are very high. It'll still just be a nice evening. Yeah, well, I think hopefully the um, the weather's going to work itself out in the in the, this week, and and we'll probably have a lovely lovely end of the month anyway. I think. Yeah, that's right. I'm sort of hoping this week and perhaps even another small burst in another few days' time, perhaps would be nice because boy, the grass will be nice and green then. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah uh, and then from there on, um, yeah, I would say it'll be settling itself down. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and now. There's also the uh, the second air show is going to be on uh, the 19th of March, um, yes. which is another one that people need to put in their diaries. And as you said, there's going to be a bit of a different content in that one. Can you reveal anything at this stage of what, what that one's going to be like? Well, one or? thing we're going to do on the 19th of March, it's a little cooler, and um, we're probably going to head towards more, uh, instead of that sort of uh, sunny evening, just uh, summertime sort of feel to it, we're going to move it across and perhaps put some more heavy artillery in there. I think we'll see a few jets. And, right. um, we might even see a bit of ground attack type stuff going on. Um, so the whole theme will shift across to perhaps, uh, you know, airstrike stuff. Great. And a bit more horsepower and grunt. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Right. And, uh, of course, this whole air show has come out of uh, the hard work that you guys do at the museum there, the Classic Flyers Museum. And um, for the people who haven't actually been to your museum and i've been many times now um can you just give them a, a bit of an overview of the museum yes of course well we're now several hangars worth of uh, aviation you know, operational aviation uh and historic aviation from um most of new zealand's parts um here at uh, mount Manganui and uh gene batten drive um been going almost 11 years now i think this um may it'll be 11 years so it's 10 and a half years Right. And uh, we see approximately between 60 and 70,000 people through the place every year now. And Great. Um, we're an active museum where people can join. There are, we've got over 200 volunteer members who are part of us. Our overall membership uh, of people, um, paid up members who aren't necessarily volunteers, is, is in the 2,000 odd area. Um, and you know, we're, we're really here for people to promote the preservation of New Zealand's aviation history by way of keeping it all operating. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, we've got quite a few things here now, projects, and we've got several series of different um, facets of the business. Um, there's the hospitality side, there's the function side that we try to um, have people have meetings here. We do many of those very successfully. The kitchen, everything's catered to them. Uh, volunteers yep. are looking after the actual museum displays and things all the time, constantly and they're often shepherding people through the place and, and hosting them. And we've got the engineers who look after uh, uh, projects. Uh, we've got some lovely projects. We've done some beautiful projects, like our P40 Kitty Hawk's a, a good example of one. It's a, what we call static runner. It's, yep. uh, the thing looks like it could fly, um, but it can't because of non-certifiable bits in it here and there. But the thing acts as if it could. It's taxis and runs just the same as a P40 Kitty Hawk exactly. down on display. Uh, they're currently working on a joint venture job, a um, TVF Avenger that came from Gisborne. Right, right. And that's looking absolutely beautiful. It's it's on its way to, to being a very sharp exhibit. Um, and that's hence the reason, of course, we've asked Brendan to, to uh, if he'd um, let his Avenger come up 
on our first show because we think it's um, very pertinent to have that one next to ours. And I know our engineers will, will, will probably crawl all over the thing too. <laughs> <laughs> now that's actually that's a really good point. I'd forgotten about the Avenger, um, and you know I know that I know that aircraft very well because it used to be in the same hangar that I worked in when I was in the Air Force. Yeah. Um, it was in when back when the RNZF Museum owned it as a spare uh, aircraft, you know, yeah. a, a swap item sort of thing. Yeah. And it used to be right outside my door next to the Corsair, which I've just seen now flying in Australia. So cool. um, you know, all these years later, it's fantastic, and it's great to see that the Avengers getting this um, lovely. Um, Restoration. Yeah, refurb, restoration. It's going to come up beautifully. It'll be a static run. It'll be one of those ones we can taxi about and fold the wings and, and operate all the surfaces. That, and it'll look, for all intents and purposes, like an operational aircraft. Brilliant. like one as well, other than the fact that it won't go flying. Um, yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that's, we, we believe that that's, you know, our job is to see if we can preserve these things back to that point. So it'll turn that into a restoration in the many tens of thousands of dollars worth as opposed to a million dollars worth, you know what I mean? Um, right. But it's going to sort of hold that aircraft nicely in time um, so it doesn't disappear and rot. I mean, that's our job, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. And the, and the work that you guys have done on the likes of the – you mentioned the Kitty Hawk. That's just fantastic what you guys have done there. Yes. Uh, and re restoring the Venom uh, back to former glory and uh, yeah. the, that Catalina Hulk that you got that's now a lovely Catalina fuselage you can walk through. Yes. Uh, the heron, the de Havilland heron, that's, all of this stuff's amazing that you've done it in such a short space of time. Well, it's funny. I always laugh with all the engineering team because they're a bunch of characters, real characters, and um, we always talk about a project, and so they all go, oh, it'll be about two, or two and a half years, that one. And, of course, in about 18 months, it's finished, and you go, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I've got to have a joke over it. But, um, yeah. There's not, there's not many museums that can do that. No. Or, or say that. Our crew that are, that are, you know, what they get up to. It's, it's pretty impressive when you look behind the scenes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's no, remarkable, remarkable. And so what, what's actually, um, apart from the Avenger, is there anything else going on? What, are, what other projects are going on at the moment? Well, we've got little bits and pieces out there, um, but they're all just sort of odds and sods, tractors and things and various stuff like that. Um, we haven't got any other major ticket items this minute, but we've got a couple yep. on the horizon that I don't can't talk about right now, but yep. um, because it's the old story, you can say it and then find out it didn't quite work out that way. But um, there, you know, there's always things coming up. In fact, one of our next projects is we're hoping to get involved in a uh, a flying aircraft, certifiable flying aircraft. Okay. So right. um, yeah, without yeah, without spilling the beans too much, but that's. The engineers are, are very good at it, and they've done some wonderful jobs. That we said to ourselves, "Wouldn't it be nice to do one that's actually going to go flying? We'll see it operating." So yeah. um, we'll we'll head down that track next. We think, amongst all the other bits and pieces we're always doing, yeah, jeeps and whatever else is. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Uh, you've actually got a few flying aircraft there in the collection, haven't you? Um, oh yeah. The likes, the, the quite a quite a few. I mean, that's what, what sort of uh, ratio would it be of, of static to, to flying? Oh well, funny funny you ask that one because it rings in my mind when we made a few parameters um, at the beginning of opening the place many years ago. The very first thing I said was, guys, I think we'd better agree that at least sixty percent of our aircraft should operate. Um, right. Because then the the whole um, facility is active, and and that's. Uh, so it's still, it's probably more than that. We've probably got more than 60% of our aircraft are actually flying aircraft, the Harvards and, oh, you know, various things, Tiger Moth, the, the CT4, the, um, well, what one project actually just, you reminded me, was the um, the Mackie. I mean, we were at a stage where we were just about to run that. Ah. 
the X, wow. XR and ZF mapping. We won't be long before we actually run the thing. So wow. run taxable and testable on the ground. I'm hoping everything will operate like it should. And then we'll be going down the track of what it takes to fly the aircraft, which Great. won't be incredible, just the usual investment. But um, we, uh, yeah, that, that airplane's far too good to actually just leave and stop operating. Um, so that's, there's a project for you. Um, yeah. And that's not one of the ones I was talking about before either. So uh, <laughs> you know, we've always got something on the boil. Um, yeah, many of the airplanes are operating. Uh, and that's, you know, we do, funny, harking back to other things we do in the museum, we do, um, uh, we've, we've got a part 115 op with uh, NZ Warbirds. So we have Harvard and Stearman rides all the time now. Yep. But I think yep, we did about um, 27 Stearman rides in December. Um, wow. It was a big, big month, but that's uh, lovely to see the old thing burning around the perimeter of the city all the time. Um, Harvard's the same, and over the air show we'll be um, operate, you know, offering a, an air show special set because um, we'll have the Spitfire down here as well. And of course, three thousand dollar ride in the Spitfire, um, six hundred dollar rides in the Harvard's, or a three hundred twenty five dollar ride in the STEM, and will be standard stuff over that air show weekend just to get everybody yeah. sort of um, carried up a bit. Yeah, brilliant. The uh, you know the other things we do here. I mean, we've got a a rather large team of archivists who are looking after all the background. They're like, uh, you know, they keep all the data in trail for us. And uh, those guys do a, a bit like the engineers. They do a massive job behind the scenes, just yep. um, archiving the gear and looking after it, finding out stuff about it, you know, information about things so that um, we've got more provenance attached to some of the items here. Right. Um, yeah, and they're doing it. Huge job, those guys. Oh, that's good. And unsung heroes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and I know you've got a few of the um, the XR and ZF guys are there as, as guides and, and show people around. And I, I know a few of them, and uh, they, they love the place. It's amazing, isn't it? I, I yeah. love the stories. I, I enjoy a warm, it's rainy today, but I enjoy a warm Friday afternoon when they all sort of stop and go, that was a cool day. And they have a beer and you start chatting about stuff. And before too long, um, you're hearing about something that happened in 1954 or whatever, and it's just amazing. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and so, uh, you know, during the air shows, of course, uh, people can visit the museum and have a look at the exhibits as well, can't they? Certainly can. Uh, museums open in the normal manner. Um, we'll yep. have a few little air show specials going on, like you know, bits and pieces, hospitality bits and pieces out there. And, yeah, the intention is not to shut the places so people can enjoy it even if they've never seen it before they can come along and of course walk around the corner or drive around the corner and um, actually go to an air show. Yeah absolutely and they can also go into the fantastic uh, Avgas Cafe which is I think the best museum cafe in the country. <laughs> Thank you we, we try and we like to hope <laughs> it might be up there somewhere but yeah we're very pleased with it and um, yeah. yeah I mean when you think about what you just said, you did right. It's, it's hard to find a place with a facility attached that also has the degree of hospitality attached to it. So, yeah. um, you know, we're, yeah, we're really pleased with um, how that's going and the acceptance levels by the public. It's great. It's uh, having the right impact. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you very much for your time, Andrew. I know you're very busy at the moment getting everything ready and uh, um, I should probably leave you to it now. But, um, uh, no, but thanks very much for your time and best of luck for the 23rd and uh, best of luck with the weather and everything else. Yeah, and thank you, Dave. It's great. And it's it's great that you uh, are after the information and um, we'll be looking forward to seeing you on the, on the 23rd, will we? 
Yeah, hopefully I'm going to try and get there. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Previous previous air shows I've had to miss because of another event here in Cambridge, but uh, but it's not happening. So fantastic! I can actually go to the air show. <laughs> Come and look me up, and I'll uh, we'll go for a tour. Alrighty. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Yeah, Thanks yeah. very much. Cheers, mate. That was the Wings Over New Zealand show with 